Hey everyone, I'm beyond excited to start a new series this week sponsored by my book, It's a Love Story. It's out on April 30th, but available for pre-order now. And if you do pre-order, you're going to get tons of fun bonuses that no one else receives. Check out the link in the show notes on how to order. And there's another link if you want to join my launch team. Now, this Love Story series is all about romantic movies. I invited a few of my friends to help me dissect some of our favorite rom-coms, and the conversations were eye-opening, especially by my mother. For example, in this episode, Stephanie and I discuss Twilight. I heard that. Some of you rolled your eyes right now, didn't you? I get it. You wonder how we could put Kristen Stewart's Bella in the same realm as future rom-com charmers on this podcast like... Sandra Bullock or Meg Ryan or Julia Roberts. I'll tell you what I told Stephanie when I made her talk about this movie. It was a love story phenomenon. You cannot deny that. Listen to this synopsis. High school student Bella Swan, always a bit of a misfit, doesn't expect life to change much when she moves from sunny Arizona to rainy Washington State. Then she meets Edward Cullen, a handsome but mysterious teen whose eyes seem to peer directly into her soul. That's good. Edward is a vampire whose family does not drink blood, and Bella, far from being frightened like an idiot, enters into a dangerous romance with her immortal soulmate. Come on, no matter what team you were on, whether it be Jacob or Edward, hashtag Team Jacob, the world was left with one thing we cannot deny. Real men sparkle. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm here with my friend Stephanie. This is her 10th time to sit across from me for this podcast. Stephanie, how are you? I'm just fabulous. Thank you so much for coming on the show because... This is a new series we're doing, obviously. It's sponsored by It's a Love Story, my book. And we're only going to talk love stories, and you're first in the lineup. How do you feel about that? So honored to be here. (laughs) Full disclosure, whenever I sent out the all call for anyone who would like to join me on the podcast, I kind of made you. You didn't get the choice. But I let you choose a movie. And you? you chose 10 Things I Hate About You. And I vetoed it. We're not going to talk about that today because I don't know it well enough. I don't know it well enough. I also have a list of nine (laughs) other movies I gave you the option of. But that's okay. (laughs) Because I thought, what better way to kick off than the greatest love story of all time, Twilight. That's sarcastic. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. I think it's going to be super duper funny because for real, let's think about it. Other than Nicholas Sparks... It was a phenomenon, right? It was huge. Yes, it was. I think we've talked about Twilight a couple of times on other movie movie podcasts. Yes. But I remember it exploding. Me too. I was late. I was late on the bandwagon. Were you, like, book came out and you were on it? Definitely not. No. I was working at a summer camp, I guess, in 2010. Mm Mm-hmm. And... All of the little 13-year-olds were reading this book. (laughs) 
And I was like, what in the world is going on? Because they weren't allowed to have like trashy magazines or anything tacky. But they were all reading a Twilight book, which I was like, oh, that's so cute. Little teeny bopper. It was around, you know, the same time as Hunger Games and whatnot. Yeah. And then I get home from camp. I'm like, I should probably read this book. <gasps> they should not have been reading that book at camp. Why? Because of all the glitter It is not pure of heart. <laughs> Wasn't this diabetes camp? It was. <laughs> but there is a certain code of conduct and standard at Camp Sweeney. For all you Camp Sweeney listeners out there, you know what I'm talking about. I say that because all the people are thinking it's like a church camp, but it wasn't. It was diabetes camp. Pure of heart, though. Why? It was a YA novel. Yeah, there's a lot of sexual undertones. There in this are. Book. There are a lot of sexual. Pretty much seventy-five percent of the book uh, is yeah. about lusting. Right, 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 and not having what you want. Therefore, you're imagining it. Yeah, mm-hmm. or wanting it really bad, really, really. And bad. I feel like when you read a book, mm-hmm. you visualize things very different than when this book was made into a movie. True. So these little thirteen, fourteen-year-old <laughs> hormonal minds are reading this about true love and this epic Mm -hmm. love story who knows what they were really picturing in their minds (laughs) not okay and then when you get into the later books you add you add Mm. jacob black in the mix yeah Mm -hmm. oh my goodness i've asked you before are you team jacob or team edward i am team edward Mm. because as your roommate and landlord says (laughs) if you're not here for true love then you don't believe in true love. What if you have abs like Jacob? So I'm into <laughs> Team Jacob on the movies <laughs> from how he appears. Uh-huh. But for Bella, it's all about Edward. Okay. All right. You have to root for true love. Do you remember the first time you saw the movie? I do. Did... <laughs> Let's talk about that. I, I I don't have any specifics. I just remember I definitely saw it in the theater. Yeah. And I walked out going, oh, no. <laughs> they had a very small budget for that. <laughs> and this was before Alexa and Siri. So you couldn't easily find out that they did have a really small budget. And Kristen Stewart, bless her heart, was underage. Oh, my god! So she couldn't even record, like, Mm-mm. late into the night because Mm-mm. of child Mm-mm. labor laws. She had to wear a wig half the time. Terrible. Because they didn't have time to do her hair. It was easier to just put a wig on her. Oh my gosh, terrible. She's not great to start with. No, she is not. you add on the extra pressure of you only get one take and she can't get her hair done. (laughs) But do I own it? (laughs) Yes. Do I I own it too? Yes. (laughs) All four movies because the third book was made into two because they... Caught the Harry Potter bug. They did. Everybody caught the Harry Potter bug, including Hunger Games. So this is what I like to talk about, too. Whenever I got into it, I believe it was the very last book, maybe, before I... No, no, no. It was probably the second book that I figured out, wait, something's going on. I need to understand this. Because maybe the movie was about to come out or something, and I needed to understand. So I hadn't invested in the book to be able to think about what I wanted my characters to look like. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were irritated, I believe, by Edward. Mm-hmm. That he did not look the way. But then after they saw the movie, 
they said, oh, yeah, this is fine. No, I'm still on the (laughs) Robert Pattinson should have stayed with Harry Potter and whatever dark and twisty movies he was making on the side. You think? He is not the Edward I pictured in my mind. Oh, did you picture something better? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, like, his pallor, his paleness (laughs) is, like, all natural. (laughs) Which isn't attractive. Whereas I pictured these beautiful vampires being, like, porcelain. Right, 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 right. And he just looked pale and scrawny. He did. He did. But he still had weird chest hair. (laughs) That's not to the last movie, though. Like and that, you're supposed to be like marble, yet you're not. And when he walked out to stand in the sunlight in Italy or wherever they were, because he was just going to say, I got to end it, and Bella comes crashing into him, those were fake abs. They painted those abs what? on. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, I knew. I knew. They were fake. But I also have an issue with the hair. Rosalie's wig is... Way worse than Kristen's wig. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't great. <laughs> However, love story. It was a good love story. I think it was our foray into vampires, maybe, in this supernatural feel. It was a great gateway into Hunger Games, which I think is a far better trilogy. I do not feel Hunger Games is love story, though. No. It's more... Action. Yes, it is action, dystopia, all of that with a love story triangle mixed in. This is all love story. Now, did you ever feel that Bella, like, Bella, just come on, be your own person? Because I know that was an issue, too, that Bella is just like, whatever Edward wants. Oh, Edward. So I've done some reflecting on this. Okay. <laughs> and I've, I've written some things down. Tell me, tell me. So when you think of Twilight, we all think of this like epic love story between Bella and Edward. Yes. But since we're talking about love like in general, mm-hmm. I liked to break Bella down into the different types of love that she displayed. Look at you uh, and your no. research, Stephanie. Coming from a person who's not in an epic romantic relationship it's like let's just make bella more well-rounded oh oh yeah or just like all of the characters in general there you go um so we can get back to the romantic love because i know that's what y'all are all here for right right but we're just gonna take a little break tell me um so i felt like bella displayed selfless love when she chose to let her mother live her own life and move in with her father even though she didn't want to live somewhere cold or with her dad right um, she is a respectful and honorable daughter to her father, Charlie. Very true. So that's a different type of love, a father-daughter love. Mm-hmm. Um, she has friendship or platonic love with Jacob. Yes. Although Jacob thinks it's more. Right. Um, and then I took Jacob a little bit further and you get to see more like sibling brotherly love yes. with the wolf pack, mm-hmm. which I thought was really neat that they brought that in because Bella is an only child. So you didn't yeah. get to see the family dynamic. Oh, look at you. I know. Gosh, you need to write a research paper, uh, Steph. I know. Um, and in conclusion, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, but you also saw like Bella and Edward looking up to different relationships. Mm. So like Edward's quote-unquote parents, parents. Yeah. Um, and how they loved one another and loved their 
fake adopted children. children. Yes. And seeing that like mirrored in real life. Mm. And cool. all of them, all of them had coupled up too. Jasper right. and Alice and Rosalie and what's his name and 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 who was the most passionate of those couples? Do you remember that from the story? Yes, I do. <laughs> Rosalie and Ed, uh, Rosalie. What was Emmett? Emmett? Rosalie and Emmett were the most passionate. Yes, they went off for a very long time. And apparently, had been married several times yeah. and had several honeymoons. <laughs> That wig, you know that wig got uh, nappy in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I still don't know why they made her hair so odd. I don't either. I don't either. Because I think the actress has is naturally a brunette. Yes. And they wanted her to be a blonde. Yes, because Rosalie was this knockout blonde. Just pick a blonde actress. Right. And you know she is married, the actress in real life is married to a vampire. Uh huh. Damon Salvatore on the Vampire Diaries. Boom. Tie that all together. (laughs) Talk about a love story. Woo. We'll do that one day. Mm. Vampire love stories. There you go. We could talk four (laughs) days about it. All right. Now, lessons learned from Twilight. This has been out for, when did it come out? Do you know? Like, book was 2008 and... Movie was like 2010, 2011. Something around there. So you've had some time to reflect and to know. Are there any lessons that you've learned? Yes. So you asked me to to come up with at least three lessons that I learned. And some might take that to be like, well, I learned, you know, that vampires are real. Right. Or... Expect the unexpected to happen in your life. I took it a little bit more literally. (laughs) So my first lesson that I learned was taking a note from Bella's book. There's always a bright side to living somewhere cold. Maybe. But I will not be moving to Seattle or the Pacific Northwest anytime soon. That looks miserable. Yeah, lots of rain. Lots of rain. Ironic that she hates the cold, but then falls in love with a cold marble. Right. Who has no warmth. Exactly. Left in his heart. (laughs) Okay, what else Uh, did you learn? Let's see. Uh, My second lesson, let's see. Oh, like you were saying, did Bella lose herself? Right. And not become her own independent person. Mm -hmm. That's where my little tangent went from. Um, was that I learned not only from Bella and Edward, but through watching other people in my life be in very strong or passionate relationships, mm-hmm. to not let your love for one person alienate you from the other people who love you in your life. So, she, like, Interesting. towards the end of the first book, she's made all of these new friends when she moved there, and now they don't talk. Right. Charlie's asking, why don't you know see your friends anymore? Yeah. Because, you know... At the end of the third book, she needs all those people. She sure does. Because they've procreated a mutant. (laughs) And they need people to stand by their side and witness to the Volturi. So you gotta have your friends. You gotta have friends. That's so true. So don't go live in a cave. You've gotta have community. And third... Um, there's true love out there for all of us. There is. Even if you have to become immortal and wait over a hundred years for it to come along. We've got hope here. I if just you're don't a vampire know. listening, can you come see us? We'd like to. I'm hoping we don't have to wait over a hundred years. Right. Me too. The good news is we have, you know, the hope of the love of Christ. Jesus. <laughs> We do. It'll be our forever love story. (laughs) 
Hey, I got a book you should read. Okay, here's a lesson I learned. Real men sparkle in the sun. <laughs> they don't sweat, they sparkle. <laughs> Wasn't that the worst CGI? CGI. The worst part of the movie. Well, no. But yes, oh my Lanta. They're laying there in the flower bed. It's beautiful, the pasture, whatever they call it. I was expecting something magical. Because you have, you picture he sparkles. You do. He didn't have to hide that. That wasn't that blinding. No. He could have gone in the sun. Nobody would have noticed. It was terrible. Um, and my second lesson is be careful when you tell someone to bite me. Because they might. <laughs> but um, but uh, cheat, cheat. What would you change about the movie? <laughs> well, you named my first one was the sparkling... Uh, special effects. Yeah. That it was also sad. changes from movie to movie. Yes, it does. So the first They're trying movie, to get it right. He just mm-hmm. like slightly glistens when they're laying there in the flowers because they didn't have the budget. Right. I'm assuming. <laughs> and then later on they sparkle very differently. Yeah. They're very glittery. Right. Um the the other CGI special effects stuff that changes Gosh. is how the vampires are killed. Oh. Spoiler alert, vampires die yeah. in the movies. Right. So you learn that the only way to kill a vampire mm. is to rip them apart and burn all the pieces. Right. Duh. Because <laughs> how else would you kill a vampire? They're immortal. But in the first movie, they tear him apart, the right. guy in the ballet studio. Yeah, yeah. And it, like, makes the shrieking noise. Oh, right? okay. And it just, like, all rips apart. Uh-huh. But in this... Later movies, when, like, the epic war and battle is uh-huh. going on, it's very different. And, like, somebody turns to dust. Oh. And then, like, there's blue or green or weird smoke yeah. that comes from the fire. Yeah. It's all very different. Nobody. Yeah. There's no continuity there. They're editing. It was it, it was very interesting, the very last book in that scene you're talking about. Because I remember watching it going, this did not happen in the book. What is going on? I did not like that. But then it turned up to be Alice's vision. This is going to happen if you don't let us all go. But anyway, I will say one of the saddest parts in film history came from this movie. And it's the baby Renesmee. <laughs> Creepy baby Renesmee. Yuck. What were they thinking? Why not just make it a baby? Why not just make it go borrow a baby? Get a real baby. Get a real baby. That just happens to look like them. Right. And Or it doesn't look like them. Have its eyes closed. I don't... Well, I guess the eyes have to be open so they can imprint. Mm. Um, mm. Mm. Have you ever been imprinted on stuff? Apparently not. <laughs> Have you ever imprinted on anyone? I don't think so. <laughs> Definitely not a werewolf. <laughs> all right. All right. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. What else would you change? Anything else? Well, most of the cast <laughs> I would have changed. But I'm not great enough to like sit here and tell you who should have played no. Bella. Or anybody. Who played, anybody should yeah. have played Bella. Anybody. Other than Kristen Stewart. I heard Jennifer Lawrence was up for it and didn't take it. Oh. Now, you said she was young. She was. She was 17 years old. Did she or did she not start dating Robert Pattinson? Oh, they totally dated. You think he got to that before Miss Thing turned 18? Or what's up with that? I think they waited until after filming was over. And then she cheated on him. (laughs) 
Come on, Bella. Come on. She here's what here's what I and I wish you could see me. We had a video podcast. That was a thing. What bothered me so much about her is she blinked a lot and just c- couldn't c- get her get her words out and what edward i just can't you oh that's what she did the whole movie and then you think well is that her 17ness is that her is that her acting is that her acting or is that her is she trying to be bella playing a character yes because she does it in all of her movies Oh, oh, it was, it it drove me crazy. And he, I believe, got better as it went on. Because I didn't like him in the first one. Because no. he's supposed to be, oh. oh. In the subsequent movies. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. The sequels, he was a more mature actor. I did not like her at all, at all. I did not like Rose's wig, and I did not like baby, Rene, creepy baby Renesmee. I was super impressed by the CGI when they made Bella get super skinny when she was pregnant. Yes. That was so creepy. Yes. And then whenever she got healthy again, and it did that whole thing where it shows her hair getting its color back, and that was pretty cool, too. And her eyes open, and they're red. Dun, dun, dun. That's how it ended. But, you know, yeah, it was it was an interesting, interesting movie that was... Everybody talked about and everybody went to see. And do you think that was because we didn't have any kind of other romance to go watch? It's very possible mm-hmm. that there wasn't a lot else going on out there in the theaters. Because it wasn't a kid thing. It was a, it was a grown adult woman thing, too, that people got on this bandwagon. Just like Divergent series and Hunger Games series. I think and... a book series helps, though. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people out there that will jump on any book series, including True, 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 yeah. We did the selection series that I think needs to be made into a movie. And if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, allow me to indulge you. It is Hunger Games meets The Bachelor. Which Ah. is ideal. I mean. We can make it. Why? Let's make it a movie. world is this not a movie yet? Oh my gosh, it was so good. Now, one thing that I love in... A romance, a good romance, typically has a good soundtrack with it. Did you buy the soundtrack to Twilight? <laughs> I hate to admit it, but I did. But y'all, it's what we call Disney math. Yeah. So on iTunes, you could purchase one song for a dollar ninety nine. It could have been a dollar twenty five way back then. Yeah. Either way, let's say a dollar fifty. Yeah. You could get two songs for three dollars. Right. Or all, let's see how many songs there are. Let's pull it up. Mm-hmm. Come on, Face ID. <laughs> there are 18 songs yeah. that I'm fairly certain I paid $9.99. Yeah, 10 so bucks. it makes sense to buy the whole album. However, some of you probably enjoyed the entire album. I only listened to two songs. <laughs> Which are? <laughs> it was maybe the first time I had heard of Bruno Mars. Oh. There's a Bruno Mars song on it called It Will Rain. Nice. Great song. Nice. And then, of course, the song, anytime Mm -hmm. I hear it, I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. Mm Twilight. It just has a little special place in my heart, is the Christina Perry song, A Thousand Years. Yes. So good. Yes. And that's iconic. Everybody knows. Yeah. You'll know it if you... As soon as it starts playing, you picture the opening scene of Twilight with the green forest and the stupid deer running and frolicking. (laughs) But that's what I think of. With Bella's voiceover. <laughs> You're impossibly fast and strong. 
Your skin is pale white and ice cold. Your eyes change color. And sometimes you speak like, like you're from a different time. You never eat or drink anything. You don't go out in the sunlight. How old are you? 17. How long have you been 17? A while. Now there's also something that Robert Pattinson's saying too. It on there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Never think. Is that on that one? Or is it on an earlier one? No? Well, this is just the soundtrack to the first movie. Huh. So, Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, then Robert Pattinson sings. It's possible. We don't have Alexa. Also, Claire de Lune, the classical yes. one that everybody knows. That All the lullabies. That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Edward. Such a great pianist. <laughs> I want to know, was he really playing the piano? I think he was. I think Robert Pattinson can play. Well, there you go. That makes me like him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But we like him better in Harry Potter. Yes, we do. Cedric Diggory. All day. I could have sworn. Apparently he does sing songs. Yeah, never think. Never think? You've got a good... What is it on? The best is YouTube just has a still image of Robert Pattinson. It's not a video. I don't think this is on my soundtrack. Okay, Steph, let me ask you this. If you had your choice in vampiric, which I'm positive is a word, vampiric extra special powers... Would you choose to be able to read people's minds, like Edward, or see the future, sort of, like Alice, or be a defense barrier, shield, whatever, that Bella was. Shield. Be a shield. If you had those, from which to choose. Or, you know, that lady who can make you go blind, or the one who can do... the burning... Hand lady. <laughs> the one that has the electric shock vault lady, her. Or the siblings that are with the Voltery. Right. Ooh, yeah. She just goes, pain. And you have Played pain. Played by the one and only Dakota Fanning. Oh, yeah. You That's know, her she's... highlight of her <laughs> career. She is rethinking that. Rethinking <laughs> that. What would you do? Oh, I think I would probably like to see the future mm-hmm. or have the fake future <laughs> visions because I think hearing people's thoughts would become annoying. Oh, I bet And too. it's really nice to not know what people yeah. are thinking. <laughs> I would be in the fetal position all day long if I heard what people were thinking about me, I'm sure. Yeah, but like getting glimpses of what might oh, come yeah. to fruition, that's yeah. kind of neat. Like just be prepared. Absolutely. Would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf? A vampire. <laughs> Would... I don't want to have my clothes bust off of me when I transform. <laughs> and then I have to walk around naked. And eat mice and fish. And run laps. 
None of that is my ideal life. <laughs>Thanks for listening to my new series sponsored by It's a Love Story on sale April 30th, but available now for pre-order with all sorts of fun bonuses. Check out the show notes for links on the book as well as link to be on my launch team. I would love to catch up on social media. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter or Lindsay Ray on Facebook and Instagram. Remembered it's spelled weird. L-I-N-C-E-E. My dad did that to me. Yeah. And I would love if you would take the time to rate the podcast over on iTunes. It helps people find the show. And make sure to listen to the coming weeks for more Love Story episodes. We'll have Melanie Schenkel, my friend Todd, and of course, some guy in Austin coming up. You guys rock. Love you, mean it. Texas forever. Texas forever.